Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. You may not always like his opinion, but you can bet he'll have one. Welcome to The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Kevin O'Leary is going to be with us in about 20, 25 minutes' time. He, uh, as you know, protested that the Conservative Party of Canada, somebody in the party, was trying to get people um, registered as members by using credit cards that couldn't be traced. And it turns out that uh, some of that was going on. Some 1,300 applications or um Yeah, applications to join the Conservative Party were received, and they have now been, 1,351, have now been deemed to be uh, ineligible to to vote when it comes time for the leadership. So we'll talk to Kevin O'Leary about about that and a lot more. I'm curious about what he would do about the the migrant question, which continues to be one that um, generates a lot of conversation. We'll be doing that with the... Mr. O'Leary, and we'll also have Kelly Leach with us tomorrow, and I have a reason for doing this. Her Canadian values, well, I should have a reason for doing it, shouldn't I? Uh, Her Canadian values test for anybody who wants to enter the country has been described as bigoted, um, fascist, all sorts of negative terminology has been applied. I don't see any problem with finding out if somebody is compatible with the way life is lived in this country, if you're applying to move here. But uh, something was said by a leading European politician who would be mainstream, and it was said just a week or so ago, and it's far more significant and far more challenging than anything Kelly Leach said, and yet nobody is taking exception with what this European politician said. So I'm going to put that all together with you uh, for you tomorrow when Kelly Leach joins us on the program. A lot today from Alberta. We're going to hear from uh, John Himpy from Chorus Alberta reporting on the PC Leadership Convention. And uh, Catherine Swift can't wait to get at the uh, Alberta budget. Uh, Premier Notley, she cannot wait to get at that in Beauties and the Beast. We're going to begin, though, with this question. And it's one that I, I I guess I thought I'd be asking it, but I didn't know I'd be asking it so soon. Do you think Kathleen Wynne might be returned as Ontario Premier next year, now that the electricity rates are being reduced, although debt to the province increased by well over a billion dollars as they re-amortized the amount of money that we're going to have to pay? Are Ontario voters softening on Kathleen Wynne? And are the PCs and the NDP missing a golden opportunity? The reason I ask this is the mainstream research uh, polled Ontario voters about the about this issue and the and the popularity or lack of popularity, the electability or lack of electability of Kathleen Wynne and the other candidates. And joining us is David Valentin. He's the vice president of mainstream Main Street Research. David, thanks for taking the time. 
Thanks for having me, John. Roy. So uh, prior to the move to reduce the billing for monthly hydro in Ontario by a total of 25%, which caused the province to reamortize its debt, costing taxpayers, as I said, well in excess of an additional billion dollars in interest payments, Kathleen Wynne seemed doomed to exiting the Premier's office next year. But your polling, if I understand it correctly, at Main Street Research suggests that post-hydro bills reduction has made an impact on voters. Uh, undecided numbers are up to, I think, 8% now. What, what, what can you share with us about what voters had to say about Wynne and her electability given the changes made in hydro billing? Well, it's important to put this in context. For the last few years, the numbers have been abysmal for the Ontario Liberals, and Kathleen Wynne in particular, our polls have had her approval rating as low as 15%. So we've been seeing a consistent pattern of voters very unhappy with this Liberal government, and obviously so many stories have been shared about hydro prices, whether or not people are able to afford uh, these packages, and in some cases, people finding out their electricity has been cut off in winter because they can't afford the bills. So it's important to know that there's been so much anger, and now this hydro plan has come in. It's a 25% reduction that starts in July. It's going to cost the taxpayers $25 billion over 30 years. That's a lot of new money that we're going to have to spend to, to pay for these extended, almost sort of mortgage payments. And the effect that we're seeing right now is an increase in, of 8% in the undecided voters. So that's actually quite good for the premier. It doesn't mean that these people are now going to vote liberal, but at least they're considering her party again. And Mm -hmm. the last two years of polling, that's an improvement. And 47% support the liberals' decision on hydro. That must play a a part in this whole equation. That's right. And I mean, I think we have to remember, and and we asked this question as well, we asked people if they thought the hydro plan was enacted to gain votes or whether it was enacted out of a sincere desire to help Ontarians. Uh, 41% of Ontarians told us that they thought this was done for political purposes. And many of those same Ontarians told us they like the plan. And, and you can like something and still think it's done for the wrong reasons. Uh, but the fact of the matter is a lot of people supposedly are going to be seeing uh, an average reduction of 25% starting in July. And, mm-hmm. and they would like to see that reduction. A lot of people having trouble net making ends meet. No, definitely. I mean, more than trouble, uh, more than trouble making ends meet. They're finding it impossible. And so they, they were, had their electricity turned off. But I'm curious here if the numbers can be affected so quickly by one questionable move by the Premier, as in uh, dropping the uh, the immediate cost of the hydro bill and extending the uh, the actual reamortization over 30, 30 years and making it far more expensive. But if, if the numbers can be affected so quickly by one move by the Premier, does that suggest her poor numbers in the past have been soft and does it suggest that somehow with many voters she continues to have appeal? Or, David, does it suggest the PCs and Patrick Brown and the NDP with Andrea Horwath have failed to maximize on an opportunity? Well, I think the PCs have really failed to present a hydro plan. And we've been hearing about this for the last two weeks, that the PC party has not put forward their own vision of hydro solutions for Ontario. The NDP has put a plan forward, and, it, and it's been received in many different ways by different people. But we are seeing that the NDP is performing better on the hydro question than they are on how many people are going to vote for them. So their plan is actually having a positive effect on their brand. We're seeing the opposite effect for the progressive conservatives with lots of progressive conservative voters telling us that the progressive conservatives don't have the best plan for hydro. So that's obviously going to be a problem for Patrick Brown moving forward. He's going to want to announce something sooner rather than later. I think what we're going to find out in the summer, around July, August, September, is whether or not 
this plan has any legs. Just because the undecided rate has gone up right now doesn't mean it's going to stay that way. You might be happy now that you're hearing about this cut, but maybe Zorai rolls around and you didn't get 25%. Maybe you only got 15%. Maybe you only got 20 It was less than what you thought. Or maybe the government does something else that makes you upset. I think we really have to watch the trend and to see if, if Kathleen Wynne can keep positive numbers and positive momentum into September. And if she can, then I think it becomes a very different election next year mm-hmm. because Kathleen Wynne's going to put as much focus as she can onto the labor reforms that she might be bringing in, uh, onto the free tuition for low-income earners that begins in September. Lots of other different policy uh, platforms she can talk about, but lots of other problems she's going to face. And I think if you look at what's happening with Ontario's doctors right now, there's a labor uh, crisis in the making right there and then. So if they could mismanage that file even further, and who knows what the consequences of that might be. Yep. And voters' memories are sometimes not as long as we assure ourselves they're going to be two or three years out from an election. When election time rolls around, you look at the most recent developments, and if they seem favorable, then the person who delivered those developments probably has a more favorable position to, to, to try to sell. Mr. Brown now has really let an opportunity bypass him because the Liberals will be able to say, well, we reduced the price of hydro by 25%. Regardless of what he does, they'll be able, and they will, they'll come back and they'll say, we reduced the price of hydro monthly, uh, month by month by 25%. That'll be their message. And in many ways, Patrick Brown's message, whatever it may be, is going to be sort of a counter-argument instead of one that, that, that really led the day. Well, and I think that he really missed an opportunity not putting forward a plan uh, to lower rates either by 25% or 30% yeah. or whatever percent he wanted to lower it. Yeah. If, if he had put a plan forward at the beginning, then he might have been able to say, well, look, they only did it because we put our plan forward and they copied this or they copied that. I, I really do think he should have announced something, even if it wasn't perfect. There's never going to be a perfect hydro plan. There's always going to be uh, something undesirable because we have to pay for it somehow. Hydro isn't free, and the, and the infrastructure uh, that delivers the hydro across the province isn't free. So there's always going to be some sort of cost, whether the, the government picks it up or whether the consumer picks it up is the big question. Yeah. David, never let the opponent uh, get the high ground, particularly if, you, if you've if you owned the high ground, as it were, or seem to have owned the high ground. Don't let the opponent take it away from you. That's exactly right. And in this case, it looks as though Mr. Brown has certainly done that. Now, if all the cards fall, the way Kathleen Wynne wants them to fall or is planning for them to fall, does she, in a, just over a year's time, have an opportunity to return as Premier of the province of Ontario? I think there's always an opportunity. And one thing we've learned from the Progressive Conservative Party is they have a bad habit of seeing and doing things during election campaigns that are very unhelpful to them. You only have to look at the last election to see how Tim Hudak was really doing well in the polls, and then he started talking about cutting 100,000 jobs. And that was the end of that. But the rest of the campaign was really just fought on that uh, that platform plank. And, and obviously, we saw the results. So there's always a question about what the Progressive Conservative Party will do. But there should be a question as well as to what missteps that the Premier and her party might make from mm-hmm. now until the election campaign. Mm-hmm. Lots of different things that, that could come back to harm them. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not as optimistic at this particular point because one place the numbers haven't really changed is the greater Toronto area. So... The Premier will be doing better in, in, in Ottawa. She'll be doing better uh, in city centres like London and Waterloo and Kitchener. And even in Toronto itself, it looks like she's doing a little better. But because we haven't seen as much movement 
in a 905 where there's lots of important seats, Mississauga and Brampton, Ajax and Pickering, um, I wouldn't be as optimistic right now, but she's definitely headed in the right direction if she can keep this up. David, thank you for the time. Good talking to you. Thanks for having me. David uh, Valentin from Main Street Research on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. So here we are talking about Kathleen Wynne having taken the high ground away from Patrick Brown. And now he's going to have to come back, and it's going to be a response. Whatever Mr. Brown introduces as far as the progressive conservative hydro plan is concerned, it's going to be a response to what Premier Wynne did. She took the initiative away from the progressive conservative leader. And if all the dominoes fall, as I said to Mr. Valentin, if all the dominoes fall the way Kathleen Wynne wants them to, and with notorious short memories for many voters. Well, let me ask you at 1-800-263-2428, 1-800-263-2428, for those of you in Ontario, when we broadcast across Canada, but for those of you in Ontario, do you think you might vote to re-elect Kathleen Wynne and the Ontario Liberals? And this will have... Um, impact on the rest of the country because elections are coming up in other parts of Canada as well where governments that are not all that popular might see an opportunity arise for them out of what happens in the province of Ontario. 1-800-263-2428 is my number. If you're in Ontario, do you think you might vote to re-elect Kathleen Wynne and the Ontario Liberals? 1-800-263-2428. Give me a call.